Hello and welcome to the Bridge City Church podcast. If you would like to get connected, you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Church or come along to our Sunday service at 10am. We'd love to have a coffee and a chat. We hope you enjoy this week's message. See you at church. Telephone answering machines. Anybody with me on this? You know, you got to, you got to, you got to um, maybe uh, reinsure your car, but you've changed your car, and, and it requires ringing up the general insurance company. And, and when you ring them up, uh, you're not talking to a person; you're talking to a machine. And they say, "Thank you for ringing General Business Insurance. Uh, your call is very important to us." <clears throat> If it was, there'd be a person. For general inquiries, press 1. For existing policies, press 2. For new policies, press 3. For uh, travel insurance inquiries, press 4. And for fire and accident, press 5. Imagine that God had an answering machine. And when you pray, you get this message. Thank you for dialing heaven's hotline. If you want to speak to the Father, press 1. If you want to speak to the Son, press 2. If you want to speak to the Holy Spirit, press 3. Should you be in a lion's den, press 4. If you're facing a giant, press 5. If you're in the belly of a whale, press 6. If you need food, press 7. If you need finance, press 8. And to hear all these options again, press 9. Here's the good news. If you call on the name of the Lord, the Lord answers. He doesn't have an answering service. He doesn't have a PA that will give you an appointment in three weeks' time. If you call on the name of the Lord, the Lord will hear and he will answer you. If you call Father, Father picks up the phone. A little Russian peasant woman knelt in prayer beside a busy road. Her prayer was this, Father, my family are hungry. Please provide for our needs. Even as she is praying, a black limousine drove down that same road. It screeches to a stop and out of the back seats steps a man, quite an important man, a Communist Party official. He walks back to the woman and says, get up, get up. There is no God. We don't pray in the Soviet Union. What were you praying about? She said, I was praying for my family, for food. We have no money, nothing to buy bread. The official opened his coat, took out his wallet, and gave her quite a number of rubles and said, buy this, use this, and buy some bread. And remember, it is the Soviet Union that meets your needs. And drove off in a cloud of dust. She lifted up her eyes to heaven and said, Father, thank you. (laughs) While kayaking off the Isle of Wight in the southern coast of England, a man called Mark Ashton Smith, a 33-year-old university lecturer, capsized in treacherous waters, clinging to the overturned craft 
He reached for his phone, pressed the uh, memory key and rang his dad. His dad was working in Dubai, 5,000 kilometers away. But when you ring your dad, your dad answers. Mark explained his situation. His father then uh, patched the call through to the Coast Guard on the Isle of Wight. And within five minutes, there is a helicopter overhead saving the man from what could have been a disaster. Here is the truth. When you are in danger, call heaven. You won't get an answering machine. You know, it's not going to be a Soviet official saying, there isn't a God and you don't need to pray. If you call, God will answer. And so having said those things, I want to talk to you today. I want to encourage you today about prayer. Now, the moment a preacher talks about prayer, there is a cringe factor because nobody in this room prays enough. I mean, thank you. I'm glad that you and I agree on this. We could all pray more. But I don't want to lay a guilt trip on you today. I don't want to say to you, you need to pray more. I want to explain to you how you can get more answers to your prayers. Anybody interested in having answers to their prayers? Now, there are three reasons why we should pray. Number one, it is the Father who draws us to him. Number two, it's the name of Jesus by which we pray. And it's the Holy Spirit who helps us in our prayers. Now, there is no such thing as unanswered prayer. God hears and answers every prayer. But he doesn't always answer when we want him to answer. Nor does he answer how we want him to answer. But God always hears and he will always answer you. So how can our prayer life become more effective? How should we pray and how can we get our prayers answered? And so here in Luke chapter 11 verses 9 to 10, Jesus is talking about prayer. And he says this, So I say to you, ask and it will be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. Did you notice that each one of those commands, ask, seek, and knock, are immediately followed with the certainty, with the assurance that if you ask, you will be heard. If you seek, you will find. And if you knock, the door will be opened. And then it says, for everyone who asks, receives. And everyone who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Everybody can pray. Now, now, my wife said I had a special birthday. How many of you think it was 60? Thank you, lady. You you are my friend. It wasn't 60. Should we go lower or higher? 65? 70. I've been a Christian... For 61 years. I remember as a 9 and 10 year old boy kneeling by my bed and having the joy of God answering the prayers that a boy prayed. Because everyone can pray. 
And now I'm 70, God still hears and answers my prayers. Oh, but you're a pastor. Hey, everyone who asks receives. It's not, prayer is not just for pastors, it's for people. It's for the new Christian, it's for the Christian who's been a Christian for many years. If you ask, God will answer. Now Jesus told us three things, and this is what he said. He said, I want you to ask, I want you to seek, and I want you to knock. When it comes to asking, we have to make a definite request. Be clear, be distinct. And this is why it's good to use a prayer list. And maybe not to have a long prayer list. Uh, I think a a good prayer list might be five requests long. Why five? Because I've got five fingers and and I've got a thumb and four fingers on my hand. So, So Lord, we are praying for the safety and protection of our family in these difficult times. And we're praying for our son-in-law, Tepper, uh, who is facing a a kidney transplant. And then we are praying for our church, uh, our son's church in in Mile End, that you'll provide the right sort of building. And we're praying, Lord, for this new church in, uh, in Smithfield. And we are praying for... Just, just a little list of five things and keep on praying for them and make them verbal. So we start with a definite request. When you seek something, it is a deliberate action. Seeking and looking are different. When you look for something, it's sort of casual. When you seek for something, it is deliberate. And so we need to raise our prayer requests from just, oh, well, idle thoughts to saying, Lord, this is what I'm believing for. And now this is what we're seeking. And when he talks about knocking, it talks about a persistent desire. The interesting thing, just look at ask, seek, and knock. And if you take the first letter of each word, what does it spell? Ask. Let me encourage you, don't make prayer your last resort, make it your first response and ask God and God will hear, he'll answer your call. Now Jesus continues, let me express it another way, Uh, we have to be consistent in our asking and we have to be persistent in our seeking And we have to be insistent in our knocking. Each one of these verbs in this text are actually in the continuous tense. So we ask and we keep on asking. We flick. There we go. These are continuous statements. Ask and continue to ask. Seek and continue to seek. Knock and continue to knock. And then each of the verbs are in the plural. Why? Because prayer is better together. It's great for one person to pray. It's more powerful when two people to pray. Uh, When a couple prays together, very powerful. When a church prays together, it becomes even more powerful. Uh, Can you think of some people that prayed together in the Bible? Well, what about Moses who prayed over a battle? But as his arms grew tired, what happened? 
Well, Aaron and Hur stood on either side and lifted his hands in prayer. And as they did that, the battle was won. God had brought Esther to the kingdom for such a time as this. An evil man called Haman plotted genocide against the Jews. And Mordecai said to to Esther, maybe this is behind all that's happened to you. And Esther said, well, if I go to the king, it may cost my life. But whatever will be, will be. I'll go. But if I'm going to go, you need to gather all the Jews and pray. And sometimes we focus on Esther's bravery. But behind the brave act in public, there is a large group of people behind who are praying in secret. Do you remember when Peter was imprisoned in in Acts chapter 12? The Bible says that prayer was made continually by the church for Peter. So it's better when we pray together. Now each of those verbs are in the active mood. There should be exclamation marks. Ask, exclamation mark. Keep on asking, exclamation mark. Seek and keep on seeking, exclamation mark. Knock and keep on knocking, exclamation mark. Prayer, hey, just do it. Ask, keep on asking. So now Jesus, in this incident where he's talking about prayer, uh, contrasts what are earthly parents and heavenly parents. And here is the continuing story out of Luke chapter 11. Which of you fathers, if your son asked for a fish, would he give him a snake instead? Or if he asked for an egg, will he give him a scorpion? If you then, being evil... Now, that word doesn't mean, you know, terribly wicked. It doesn't mean that you are corrupt. It just means that we are natural, earthly, normal people. If we, being earthly people, know how to give good gifts to your children, those next three words really encourage me. What does it say? If you, even though you are earthly and natural, give good gifts to your kids. Come on, you... you, you, Speak it out. I I might not see your lips moving, but I want to... How much more? You know, it's, it's like there's a double plural. You know, it's like, how much more will your Father in heaven give you the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Go to the next slide. I noticed three things about that. I noticed, first of all, that answered prayer is based on the goodness of God. God does not reward us for the volume of our prayers. Oh, you've got to speak loud because God's a bit old and he's deaf and he lives a long way away. You, the volume of your prayer doesn't impress God. But what about your vocabulary? I mean, certainly, you know, if I can express some powerful words, that'll get his attention. And if I pray for a long time, but answers to prayer are not based on these things or good behavior. God is not bribed by our giving. He's not impressed by our eloquence. He responds because he's kind, because he's a father in heaven and he's a good, good father. And then prayer, answers to prayer, is based upon the extravagance of God. 
the how much more. God will never let your cup be empty. He'll never send you away with empty hands. Sometimes your cup will overflow. When God stopped the ravens coming to Elijah, he had already planned to send Elijah to a little village called Zarephath, where a widow woman was going to feed him. Two problems. Number one, it was a Gentile town. That's definitely the wrong place, Elijah. And a widow? You should be going to the banker. You should be going to the local IGA manager. You know, you're going to a widow. Aren't you aware that widows die, die first in famines? But God has already provided. But there's another problem. She's only got a little bit of flour in the barrel. And there's just a drizzle of oil in the jug. Listen to me very carefully. Prayer is based upon the extravagance of God. Your barrel will never be empty. You can rest in his promises. And your barrel may never be full, but there will always be enough. Trust his character. He is our father. But let me say to you that sometimes the barrel overflows. Do you know that the whole household ate food for three years on that handful of flour and that drizzle of oil. Uh, I don't know about any other house in that town, but the widow's house, there was always food on the table. I've got my own little idea that a few people would come for a, you know, maybe a late supper or, or an early breakfast because when the blessing of God is there, it's based on his extravagance and there's always enough. And the purpose of prayer is to link us with the Holy Spirit. We pray about natural things, and we should. But Jesus said, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit? Your very best friend is the Holy Spirit. Whatever problem you face, ask the Holy Spirit for his help. So for my special birthday... Uh, my brother and his wife came over from Perth. And when they arrived, the following morning, the WA police rang up my brother and said, we've cancelled your return visa to WA. Don't you love a sunburned country where we're all free? It caused him no end of discouragement. And then to actually apply on your mobile device to, you know, a government department, difficult and it was like process of a <coughs> and his wife Jackie sort of threw oh what are we going to do I said we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to help us so when we had lunch that day we said thank you for this food bless these buns and sardines and Holy Spirit help us with this visa application maybe an hour later our son rocks up Jackie shares her concerns. He said, let me have a look at your phone. And about 20 minutes later, they both had visas to go back to. You might say, oh, well, well thank, you, thank you, John. No, thank you, Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit uses people. There's that Russian woman kneeling by the side of the road, and it's a communist official that God uses to meet her need. Oh, the Holy Spirit is your very best friend. That's what prayer is all about. 
look at the next, uh, next verse. Jesus said, this is, <coughs> this is one of my favorite incidents in the Bible. Jesus said to them, suppose you have a friend. You go to him at midnight. Everybody say, <coughs> midnight. Now, Robin, you can call us any time. Midnight. And it wasn't just, you know, the gentle ring of, uh, you know, uh, it was somebody is banging on the front door at midnight. This is an unacceptable time. And he says, friend, lend me. Wrong word. You're really saying, I need this. I don't intend to pay you back. Would you I've got a problem. Lend me three loaves of bread because a friend of mine on a journey has come. They've arrived at midnight, unexpected, unannounced. Maybe they got there late. Maybe they got there early. Maybe they didn't have a border pass to get across from into Galilee. Whatever the reason, you know, it was a wrong time and it was the, uh, you know, uh, uh, unacceptable request. I've got nothing to offer him. My cupboard's bare. The fridge has nothing in it. And Uber don't deliver at midnight. Verse 7. Unexpected problem, unacceptable time, unplanned shortage. Go quick because I've only got a few minutes left. Show me the next one. Suppose the one inside answers, don't bother me. The word means stop harassing me. Don't you realize this is socially unacceptable for you to make this request at midnight? This is blowing my mind. You know, I, 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 it's doing my head in. I can't stop it. Stop harassing me. The door is already locked. It means I've locked the door and I have no intention of unlocking it. Then it says, my children and I are in bed. Any parents been there and done that? You know, the kids can't, won't get to sleep. Unless maybe they're sleeping in your bed. Anybody ever had? Nobody's done that, okay. Oh, okay, you know. Don't wake the kids. It's taken us hours to get them to sleep. And don't, take the, don't wake the wife. Whatever you do, don't wake the wife at midnight. Yet because of your shameless audacity, your daring to ask, you're daring to keep on knocking. The audacity that you don't care about what people say or what they think. You are storming the gates of heaven and nothing's going to stop you. And therefore, he will surely get up and give you, look what it says. You ask for three loaves, everything in my pantry is now yours. I got some news for you. God's got a big pantry and his fridge is never empty. And if you've got the audacity to ask from him, he can do more than what you can ask or think. At this point, I want to throw something up in the air. Whoopee! Did that mess my hair up? So now we come to a prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. Are you ready? Here we go. Our Father in heaven. Let's pause. 
Our Father has two dimensions. Our Father. Prayer connects people to people. Prayer connects earth to earth. Prayer means what's your problem is now my problem and our problem. We've got to stop living individualistic lives and start connecting with people. Hey, it's ours. Never distance yourself from Bridge City North. Hey, it's ours. Did you understand? It's ours. But when you say Father, in the Old Testament, some of the names for God, El Shaddai, the God of plenty, Elohim, the self-existent God, uh, Adonai, Lord. These are fantastic names that describe the greatness of God. But in the New Testament, Jesus never said Adonai. He never said El Shaddai. He never said Elohim. He would always say Father. This is the New Testament name for God. Uh, and that's our covenant. And when you come to pray, you say our Father. Our Father where? Our Father in heaven. Stop looking down, start looking up. Stop looking at your resources and look at God's supply. Stop looking at your personal problems and realise that there is a Father in heaven. And he'll stop a communist party official from driving down that road so your need can be met. Our Father in heaven. And then if you want your prayers answered, you need to raise your hands and say, hallowed be your name, praise be your name, glory to your name. Oh, what a powerful name it is. What a beautiful name it is. What a wonderful name it is. Hallowed be your name. Then he prays three things. Hallowed be your name and your kingdom come and your will be done. The word your appears three times. Your kingdom, your name, your will. It's not about us. It's about him. Okay. Let's, those four words, your will be done. Why don't we say it together right now? Your will be done. Put your hand over your heart and say it. Your will be done. Then he prays for two things. He first of all says, give us this day our daily bread. Give us each day. I don't know about you, I'd like my barrel to be full. He says, give us each day what we need for that day. Don't pray for a million dollars in the bank because you might die and your family squabble over it. Lord, whatever my problem is today, you are going to answer it. That's the natural. The next one is the spiritual. Not only should we pray, give us, you know, our daily bread, but we should also say, forgive us our sins. Every one of us in this room needs forgiveness. And God is a God of forgiveness. Every one of us, have, we carry stuff with us. But the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanses us from all sin. And the wonderful thing about forgiveness is that it is, it is at its best when we pass it on. 
Forget COVID. We need to pass on forgiveness. We need to be contagious with forgiveness. So here we're praying for our daily physical needs and we're praying for our daily spiritual needs. And then finally it says, because you'll lead us not into, guide our feet. Deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory. I got two minutes. So go to the next slide again, please. Because now we are going to pray this prayer. We have prayed this prayer hundreds of times. But we're going to pray it in a different way to what we've ever prayed it before. I'm going to show you how you should pray this and how we are going to pray this together. Are you ready? Our. I got my hands involved in my prayer. Our. Our Father. Our Father. Forget what your natural father is like. God is a million times better than any human father. Our Father in heaven. We are touching a resource beyond our wildest dreams. Our Father in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Then you put your hands out ready to receive. Give us this day our daily bread. Then you put your hand on your heart. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. Lead us not into temptation. Guide my feet. Give me wisdom in the choices of life. And deliver me from the evil one. The evil one has no part in my life. I break his influence and his hold over me forever in the name of Jesus. Because yours is the kingdom and yours is the glory and yours is the power forever. Amen. Are you ready? Are you ready? Now just give it a little cough. <clears throat> Get your neck going. Get both your shoulders because we're going to be praying and we're going to be using our body as we do this. Uh, are you ready? P please stand to your feet. Here we go. Our Father. Our Father. Our Father. We are in this together. Robin, we are in this with you. Our, our Father. Our, come on, speak it out. Our Father, our Father in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. Praise to your name. Glory to your name. You are worthy of all the praise. Hallowed be your name. Come on, speak it together. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now get ready to receive.
Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we also forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into... Guide my feet, Lord. Give me wisdom in the decisions. Shine your light on my pathway. Lead me not into temptation. Here we go. Break the hold. Deliver me from the evil one. Deliver me from the evil one. I break the enemy's power over my life totally. Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. Faith stops every fiery dart. And I say it to you, we say it together. Deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom. And yours is the power. And yours is the glory forever. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure you subscribe to stay up to date with all our latest sermons. If you would like to get connected, you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Church. Or come along to our Sunday service at 10 a.m. 